She's a business mogul. Number one. And wellness expert. How can I help? And now Chantel Ray and her amazing guests are here to guide you on your wellness journey. Time to level up. Welcome to the Waste Away Podcast. Hey guys, welcome to today's episode and we have Tina Anderson and we are talking about leaky gut and all things gut today. So Tina, welcome. Well, thanks for having me. I'm so excited to be here. I love talking about leaky guts. <laughs> well, let's dive right into that because I think a lot of people, I mean, this word is going around like crazy, but they don't really understand what leaky gut is and they just understand that they feel bad. So Kind of describe what it is and what the solution is for it. Sure. You know, leaky gut is basically the intestinal cell wall that keeps everything that's inside of your intestines inside of your intestines. It's meant to be there so that we don't have LPS toxins seeping into our bloodstream, that we don't have food particles seeping into our bloodstream. And, you know, the LPS toxins, which stands for lipopolysaccharides, um, is a toxin that's normally found in our intestinal tract. It's not really problematic when it's in your gut. It becomes problematic when it starts to seep into your bloodstream. And we know when we have this unhealthy gut microbiome, our leaky, our intestines start to develop holes in them. I mean, the nice thing about leaky gut is it's exactly what it sounds like. We have these holes that start to develop into our in our intestinal lining, and now food particles and toxins start to seep into our bloodstream. And when that happens, our immune system, we start having this like inflammatory response. Our body recognizes it as foreign. These food particles aren't supposed to be in our bloodstream. They're not supposed to seep out. These LPS toxins aren't supposed to seep into our bloodstream. And when they do, an inflammatory response starts to happen. And that's when we start seeing issues like autoimmune issues. It's when we start seeing allergies, um, when we start seeing, you know, gas and bloating and all these other type of normal gastrointestinal issues. But an interesting study that came out, I think it was 2018, that came out um, on Alzheimer's, showing that the number one driver of Alzheimer's is the heightened LPS level in your bloodstream. I mean, who would have thought that, you know, things that are happening in our gut are actually affecting our brain when, in fact, we know that there's a huge connection there. Um, but we actually did a study on leaky gut. And here's what was so crazy about it is we took 100 college students. University of North Texas did the study. They took 100 college students and they found that 55% of them had a leaky gut and didn't know it. And this is a type of study that's basically only done in a research setting. Unfortunately, people ask all the time, can I go see if I have a leaky gut? And the answer is you really can't go at, you know, like at Quest or any of those types of blood, um, you know, blood testing centers. You really could only do it in a research setting. But um, after this study, I think it's safe to assume that so many people have a leaking gut and don't even know it because of these hundred these hundred college students that had um, LPS seeping into their bloodstream. I mean, after a hundred these college students that we tested, fifty five percent of them had a leaky gut and didn't even know it. Fifty five percent of these healthy, they they were on no other medications. They were not. They had no symptoms or anything of that sort. They actually had a leaky gut and didn't even know it. Um, so then after of those 55%, we took half the group and gave them placebo. This researchers took half the group and gave them the spore strains that are used in Just Thrive, the bacillus spore-based probiotic strains. And after 30 days, they gave them that same challenge meal. That's how they tested if they had a leaky gut. 
They gave them a challenge meal. And when they ate that challenge meal, after 30 days, the placebo group had an increased um, amount of LPS toxins by 32%. So it had more like LPS toxins seeping into their bloodstream. And yet the um, treated group had a 42% reduction in LPS toxins. So we know now that these strains, we, we had a suspicion that these strains produce certain proteins that actually help seal up the tight junctions, which are what keep that intestinal lining intact. So now we know after 30 days, they actually showed a 42% reduction in LPS toxins going into the bloodstream, thereby showing that we're actually helping seal up that gut lining, which is so profound for overall health. When we know so many of these disease states are caused by the leakiness of the gut, and now we have something that is actually sealing up that those tight jun- junctions. Mm, I love that. Well, I want to talk to you about this question that we have, um, and I'm going to butcher this girl's name, um, but it looks like Jamie Shaw, Jamie Shaw. I don't, I'm, I it's, I'm not sure if that's right or not, but it says first a big thank you. And I've lost 46 pounds from reading your books and doing your video course and watching the thin women eat and learning all their tips. I'm 10 pounds from my goal weight, but I know for sure I still have leaky gut and I'm not feeling good. So my weight is right, but I'm not happy with how I'm feeling. One thing I'm doing is I'm taking way too many supplements. I love your podcast and even go back and listen to some of the older ones, which are actually good too. But I also have three other podcasts that I listen to regularly. And I listen and one person says, this supplement is life-changing. This next one says, this is the best thing I've ever had. And meanwhile, I'm taking 20 different supplements and feeling terrible. Help. And um, she kind of goes on, she tells a little bit more stuff, but but here's the thing. I, I can relate to this question so much because my husband even says, he's like, because I like to leave our my supplements that I'm going to take on the counter. And I have this like really pretty basket that I put it in. and But the basket is full now. And so they're kind of overflowing everywhere on the counter. <laughs> and he's like, hon, your, your supplements are taking over the counter. <laughs> and I can relate. And I agree with her. I think we can get out of control with the supplements. So I want to talk about going, okay, let's dial in and say like, here's the most important supplements and these are why these are really important and address kind of her issue of the leaky gut because she's, she's saying, I do think I have leaky gut um, because I'm, I'm just not feeling good. So talk a little bit about what the most important supplements that you should take and even some supplements if you think you have leaky gut that you absolutely should not be taking and kind of what's too much is too much. Yeah. Well, I think where you start always is your gut. Um, it, it's just so foundational because all these other supplements that you take are not even being absorbed if your gut is inflamed. And unfortunately, because of the world we live in and all of the offenders to our gut health, most of our guts are inflamed and they're not, we're not actually able to absorb all these nutrients. So we're eating the right foods. We're 
you know, losing weight. We're doing all the things that you're supposed to be doing. You're taking all these supplements, but a lot of these supplements aren't even being absorbed because our guts are so inflamed. I mean, we, like I mentioned, we live in this world that's so offensive to our gut health. I mean, from antibacterial soaps to antibacterial hand sanitizers to, um, you know, antibiotics that are in our food, antibiotics that we take, glyphosate, all these things are so disruptive. So I think foundationally, we have to heal our gut. We have to. I mean, that is where we start. And there are lots of different things that we could do that I recommend to heal our gut. And that would be, you know, of course, you know, intermittent fasting, I talk about all the time. Um, We know that having a diverse microbiome is really critical to having a healthy microbiome. Everybody would agree. All the different people interviewed on podcasts talking about gut health would agree that having a diverse microbiome is critical. And we know that intermittent fasting actually creates diversity in the gut. Um, There are some bacteria that actually proliferate in a fasted state and they don't proliferate in the presence of food. So intermittent fasting is a great tool and I recommend that all the time. I myself intermittent fast and um, I try to encourage many people and it was hard for me to intermittent fast, but I did it years ago and it's been a really great thing I know for my gut health. Um, I also think meditation and mood um, management is really critical and it sounds so you know, woo-woo almost, people are like, oh, for gosh sakes, that doesn't relate. But it absolutely does. We know there is a huge gut-brain connection through the vagus nerve. The gut is sending signals to the brain and the brain is sending signals to the gut. So those um, are just some, you know, hacks, if you will, to just focus on our gut health and thereby, you know, we could start absorbing better, we could have better nutrient absorption. Of course, taking a spore-based probiotic is really important. And like I mentioned, we actually did studies on it. And I think you know, what I try to focus on when I'm starting to take a new supplement is, does that company have studies on it? That's really important. Very rare to find supplement companies that actually do human clinical trials. And we have about seven human clinical trials, at least, that we've done. Um, We do gut model studies. We do all those types of studies because we need to know we've got great anecdotal evidence. We've got great testimonials. And those are all really important pieces of the puzzle. But Having a actually a university double-blind human clinical trial is really important. So I would suggest that you start on one, you know, I would always suggest staying, starting on the probiotic or spore-based probiotic, and then, you know, then start, you know, be on it for about three weeks, see how you're feeling, journal it, note, notate, you know, how you're feeling. And then after three weeks, introduce something else that you heard from a podcaster or interviewer that was life-changing, and then introduce that, see how you feel. And, and note it. Well, let's, let's stay there with the the lowdown on probiotics. Because yeah, sure. There are a lot of myths out there and lots of false marketing. So we need to kind of have a quick rundown of what to look for, what to avoid, what the heck are CFUs, and why are some refrigerated, some are not. Um, you know, there's so many probiotics now. I mean, it's like everybody and their brothers, like, oh, the newest and latest probiotics, and it's like, mm-hmm. do they even work? And some right. people kind of have a negative reaction to it for a little while. So let's stay on that for just a minute. Yeah, I would love to. Um, so one of the biggest myths out there um, is the CFU count. So CFU stands for colony forming units. It measures how many strains are, in, how many um, CFUs are in there, not how many strains, but how many CFUs are in there. And um, and this has been, like, I would say if you have a probiotic that calls out on the front of its label, 50 billion CFUs, 20 billion CFUs, 250 billion CFUs right there, I would not take that probiotic. Um, That is a 
full indication that they are focusing on the wrong thing. The amount of CFUs doesn't tell us anything. There's no studies out there that says 50 billion is better than 10 billion or 250 billion is more than 50 billion. It's just that we are in this society where more is better, you know, you know, bigger is better. Really, that's not the case. What we need to focus on is what do those particular strains use in the product? What kind of change do they make in the gut microbiome? For our example, for our strains, we did something called a gut model study. It actually, we took two of our strains, studied them for about two and a half weeks in a gut model. So it's like they're modeling a human gut. They saw a 30% favorable shift after two weeks. So, you know, I always love to use a garden analogy. It's like if you have this garden that's been stepped on and trampled on and there's weeds growing all over, after two weeks, these strains in Just Thrive actually created a 30% better garden. I don't know of any probiotic out there that has a study of that magnitude. And this was just with two of our strains. So, you know, the 250 billion CFU is in 50 billion CFU, that is absolutely, there's no science behind it. It's really more is better. And we know that most of those strains are dying anyway. Those those CFUs, they're dying by the time they get to the intestines. This is part of the reasons why they put so many CFUs in their product, because they know that they're dying before they ever get to the intestines. So that's one myth out there that is so prevalent. Um, another big myth out there that I see all the time is the refrigeration thing. And you brought that up too. Um, we know that you'll even go to a doctor, you know, a conventional doctor. And I'm so happy that you have doctors that actually will recommend a probiotic at all. But then they sit there and they recommend it. We say, make sure that you take one in the refrigerator. And their intention behind it was good because we know in order to be defined as a probiotic, it needs to be a live microorganism, but it needs to be alive in your intestines does not need to be alive in the refrigerator on the store shelf. It needs to be alive in the intestines. And so when you think about it, if a probiotic can't withstand the room temperature of the store shelf, so much so that it needs to be refrigerated to remain alive, how in the world would it ever survive your body temperature, which is 98.6? And the answer is they just don't. They don't survive. They are not the major, overwhelming majority of probiotics on the market. Unfortunately, don't make that journey from the store shelf to your mouth, down to your stomach acid, which kills most of the microbes into the intestines. The majority of probiotics on the market are dying before they ever get to the intestines. And that's what makes the spore so different is they have this endospore shell around itself. This is not something that we've engineered or created in a lab. This is not an enterocoat system that you see in a lot of probiotics out there. It's not wrapped in seaweed. There's so many different ways that companies have come around trying to like keep them alive. It's not those, all of those mechanisms still will cause them to die when they get to the bile salts. So most of the probiotics on the market, we've tested this independent third-party labs have tested it, are, they are dying by the time they get to the intestines. And even dead bacteria will give you some beneficial, you know, some symptomatic relief, but they're not making a true change in your gut. And that is what the difference is with the you know, spores that are found in Just Thrive is they actually, they're dormant when they're in the bottle. So they're not a live microorganism in the bottle. They're actually dormant and you swallow them and they stay dormant. They hit that stomach that is so acidic, you know, the acidic environment of the stomach. It's meant to be the gastric barrier because they have that shell around itself, this hearty shell around itself. It allows it to stay dormant through the gastric system, through that stomach acid. 
And when it hits the intestines, it recognizes the intestines as its home and it takes its shell off. And that's when it goes into its live vegetative cell state. And then it goes and it start, It stays there for about 21 to 28 days where it's making a true change in your intestinal tract. So it's helping get rid of some of that overgrowth of pathogenic bacteria or overgrowth of yeast. And then it's going in there and helping your good bacteria almost come back to life. You know, those those plants in the garden that have been stepped on and trampled on, it's helping bring those plants back to life. So it's such a different approach and so profound and why we see such incredible results with the product, not only in the research setting, but why we see it anecdotally and why we see it with customers who have had really incredible results. And why once you start taking probiotics like that, you start to absorb better all of your other nutrients so much better that you're taking. Um, and it's really, it, it's been so exciting. So, so those are some of the big examples of some myths out there and how to choose probiotics. Um, Another one is just that, um, you know, you see probiotics with 15 different strains on the side of the bottle. Um, there's really that the reason the companies do this, because they, we know that we need a diverse microbiome. And so they feel like putting 15, 20 different strains in there is going to create diversity and you should switch up your probiotics. There's also no science in that. That's like taking, if you envision like a pool, a big, you know, swimming pool, and it's filled with quarters, it's like throwing like 15 different pennies in that pool of, you know, quarters. It's really not making any impact on diversity. What really creates diversity is taking your own bacteria that belongs to you and helping it come back to life and flourish in your gut. And there's ways to do that by taking a spore-based probiotic, by intermittent fasting, by eating a diverse group of foods. Um, but those are really the effective ways to make a true change in that ecosystem of your gut. At some point, we've all been sold a lie, and let me tell you why. In the 80s, we all believed more protein equals more muscle growth. Well, it could be a lie, and let me tell you why. Because if you eat eight ounces of chicken breast, then you're consuming about 40 grams of protein. But just because something contains 40 grams of protein, it doesn't necessarily mean that you're gonna absorb all 40 grams of protein. Because without enzymes, Guess what? It could end up all in your toilet bowl because your small intestines can only absorb protein that's been broken down into smaller building blocks called amino acids. So it doesn't matter if you're consuming 30 grams of protein or 300 grams of protein. If you don't have the sufficient supply of enzymes to digest the protein, then guess what? You're going to be starving for those vital building blocks. So it's really important that you take a high quality enzyme. So before you run out and just buy anything, guess what? I love Masszymes by Buy Optimizers because it has five different kinds of proteins and that's what you need, all five of them. So go there, go to masszymes.com slash waste away and use the coupon code wasteaway10 and you'll get 10% off. I typed in the chat because I really cannot pronounce this family of bacteria well, so I don't want to butcher it. Um, but can you look in the chat? But I read this study and it was talking about how intermittent fasting was really good for your gut, but that the only piece that fasting wasn't intermittent fasting wasn't good for is that it pumps up the gut population of a family of bacteria called what is how how do you pronounce it? 
Um, you know, I'm not really good at this either. Lactospirus. I'm not sure either. Uh, yeah. Yeah. It's like lactospirusia. And I, apparently, uh, the study said that that lactospirusia or whatever it is can survive. It's, I feel like, you know, it, it, it's funny because we have a couple more questions and every one person's question, there's like three of them. I can't pronounce any of their names. <laughs> They're like super long. I'm thinking, how did these people even get these long names? But right, no kidding. Anyway, I know this lacnospiracea can yeah. survive happily in the empty GI tract, and so you know it can produce like a short chain fatty acid called butyrate, and so and that's critically important for gut health. Have you heard of anything like that? Or? Well, actually, our strains, actually, we have a study that showed that this increases butyrate production by about 40% uh, just by taking the spores. Um, and so that's, I, I don't know, I haven't heard anything about that particular strain that you mentioned, but I do, we do know that our strains actually increase the short chain fatty acid production by up to 40%, which is really exciting because that's really beneficial for, you know, weight loss and uh, fat burning metabolism as well. So you guys, you heard it, you know, right now we have um, a discount. So if you go to justthrivehealth.com, I'll put a link in the chat. But if you type the code waste away, you'll get 15% off. Um, so justthrivehealth.com and I'll put the, the link in there. If you use the link, you'll automatically get the 15% off, but you'll, you'll, you can also just go to the site and type in waste away to get 15% off. So if someone went to the website and they said, okay, I'm only, I'm going to just kind of give myself a break. I'm going to take a, a supplement break. I'm not taking anything else. If you had to pick the number one most, the best thing that they could take for themselves, what would it be? And then what would be number two and number three? Okay. Um, hands down, no questions asked. It's our probiotic, the Just Thrive um, probiotic and antioxidant. So I would definitely recommend that product. It is foundational for our health. I think everybody in our household, in your household should be taking it. I, I, there's nobody I could imagine that I don't think should be taking it. It is, that's how strongly I feel about this because I've seen what it's done for myself, for my family, for everybody around us, all of our customers. And does it have to be refrigerated? Absolutely not. Nope. Nope. Definitely not. Um, and um, so number two, I would say, is our our product called Just Calm, which is a psychobiotic. Only if you are somebody who is experiencing, you know, stress or, you know, has trouble handling stress. Which is or, like, who is? Yeah, <laughs> right. <laughs> right. Raise if you're not completely stressed right now, right? E exactly. It's so sad. I mean, I net, we sold out of it. We launched that in April and we sold out of it so much faster than I ever could have imagined. We were actually in back order for it. It's it's really sad just because people, it is such a relevant, relevant issue right now. And um, But it's exciting that we have solutions finally that are getting to the root cause. Uh, but I would say that if, if you're if you're dealing with any of those issues, I would say that I would do just calm as a second. Um, if you're not What's dealing with that, what's in oh, that? So this is really exciting. In our Just Calm product, it's something called a psychobiotic. And just like our spore probiotic, we were disruptors in the market. We brought something that nobody knew anything about. It's very similar to our psychobiotic. Our psychobiotic uh, called Just Calm has a 
Bifidolongum 1714 and Bifidobacterium longum 1714. This is a very well-researched strain that it actually helps bring down cortisol levels. Um, it actually helps people be able to um, have a different perception, a better perception of stress changes brainwave function, putting us more in that theta wave function. So more in that calm flow state um, helps with cognitive function. So uh, also, like I said, very well studied strain um, that APC uh, in Cork Island, APC Institute out of Cork Island, did, Ireland did um, a whole bunch of studies on this particular strain um, that have been really profound. So um, that's really the main strain in the product is this Bifidolongum 1714. That's been really well researched. Mm, awesome. And, you know, just talking about the gut brain connection we talked about for a while, you know, I think it's really important to remember just the probiotic alone should be, you should be halfway, if not 60% there with mood issues, because we know that our gut is producing all these important neurotransmitters. So 90% of our serotonin is produced in our gut, not in our brain, but in our gut. Um, dopamine is produced in our gut. GABA is produced in our gut, which is our calming hormone. So we're halfway there. You know, we know that those LPS toxins that, that seep into our bloodstream that I talked about earlier, go into your brain and could start causing this inflammatory response. So limiting the amount of LPS going into our bloodstream is really important for our brain health and our brain inflammation. Um, now, the other side that's very offensive to our gut, we know brain inflammation is one aspect of it. The other aspect of it is um, external stressors that we deal with on a daily basis. So we get caught off in traffic. We get you know a to-do list that's so hard to deal with. We, uh, we're in a fight with a loved one. Whatever it might be, these external stressors also cause brain inflammation. And so this is what this psychobiotic that we're talking about helps with that. It helps deal with those stressors that we're having. They're helping bring down that cortisol um, response and helping uh, our ability to perceive our perception of stress um, and not be able, not go into that fight or flight response automatically when things seem to be, you know, crazy all around us. So it's really exciting. You have the probiotic and the just calm. But again, I agree with that, you know, listener that wrote in. I agree 100% that we should go slowly start with one product, maybe wait a few weeks, see how you feel and either eliminate it or keep it if it's helping you. And then introduce maybe the just calm or whatever other products that you're interested in. And then, you know, start to notate the, the relief that you're feeling or not. Yeah, I'm going to read another question, and this is from someone named Rafi Artririda. I probably just butchered that. I'm so <laughs> sorry. I'm just, it is one of those days with names today. Um, but she said, I don't know if it's he or she, I'm so constipated. I'm pooping every other day. I know, I know I should be pooping after each meal. I've tried so much stuff. I've heard you talk about smooth move tea, which helps. Um, but I'm still not going fluidly like I want to, and I'm not going to read the rest of the question. Let's just address um, that portion, the first kind of two sentences that she talked about. So kind of really talk about people who, when you're seeing their gut health be optimal, what does that look like? And what are you seeing that really helps people who say, you know, I am really constipated? 
Yeah. Constipation is tricky. I mean, it really, really is. But we know when we are constipated that there is an imbalance going on in the gut. So we need to focus on that rebalance. And it's funny because when I, when people will say, well, do I take your product? What if I have diarrhea or what if I have constipation? Is your product good for product for diarrhea or constipation? And it's like, it's both because both are indications that you've got imbalance going on in your gut. What we have seen is the product takes a little bit longer, I think, with constipation. I think constipation could be a very stubborn issue for people, but we do see people having relief from it because they start to take it and they start introducing the product and they start rebalancing out their gut. Um, and then they start to become more regular. And it's a slow process, but it's patience. I mean, I always encourage people to stay on the probiotic for at least 90 days. We have a 90-day product, which is our top seller, because people want to see you know, this is not an over-the-counter, you know, like bringing down your fever type of a product. This is about making true lasting changes in the gut microbiome. And so that's why we suggest staying on it for a little bit longer. And so, and like I said, we've seen people with constipation who have needed, you know, at least a month or two to really start to see some type of change in their regularity. Uh, but we have seen increased regularity um, I would say, you know, one to two times a day going, and it, it's not just the frequency, but it's what they, how how easy it is, you know, to get your, do your bowel movements or and also what they look like and, you know, are they hard? Are they, you know, that, the kind of stuff that everybody reads about anyway. But um, I think that we've seen some really exciting results with people who are dealing with, um, you know, irregular bowels. So one of the things that I've heard you say is that you love for people to have all kinds of food um, and how important that is for your gut health. Talk about that for just a bit. Yeah. So one of the other hacks I like to talk about is eating a diverse group of foods. I've talked already a lot about diversity, how important it is. One trick is intermittent fasting. Another is taking a spore-based probiotic. We know these are two things that are really increasing diversity in the gut. And the more diverse microbiome we have, the healthier we are. This is undisputed in the research setting. Um, so one other area I think that is kind of left behind is we don't eat a diverse group of foods anymore. You know, our ancestors used to eat two to 300 different types of foods throughout the year. We as a society eat six to 12 different types of foods on average, you know, a year. And we're eating kind of the same things over and over again. So I would encourage people to even go to ethnic grocery stores. I mean, start at just a minimal level, going to your own, you know, your, the, your regular grocery store that you go to and just trying different fruits and uh, vegetables and different types of foods, um, meats even, just to get a diversity of different types of foods. And then even start going out to like ethnic grocery stores, maybe Asian grocery stores or Indian grocery stores, just to get different roots and tubers. So you're eating soil off from different areas of the world. And we start to just, you know, we start noticing increased um, be beneficial effects in our gut health as well. So we we are so, um, as a society, we're always, you know, are we vegan, paleo, um, keto, whatever it might be. And I'm more of the opinion that we should just try to increase our foods rather than decrease and eliminate foods. Um, of course, if you're trying to do a an elimination diet to try to identify an allergy or something like that, that's fine. But I would encourage people to try to start introducing them back in because once you start to heal your gut, you start to be able to tolerate foods that you otherwise weren't able to. Um, and that's what's really exciting. We should be eating lots of different foods. We, we don't want to be eliminating foods. I mean, 
gluten is an exception to that. I, I mean, gluten is not good for any of us. Um, we shouldn't, you know, and we know that gluten is very uh, inflammatory. Um, but I'm just saying foods that are really healthy for us, like eggs, for example, have so many nutrient dense food, but people, some people can't tolerate them. I would encourage you to, you know, start healing your gut so that maybe you could start introducing them slowly and be able to tolerate them over time. Mm, so good. Well, this has been great. Thank you so much for being with us. And I want you guys to go to just, just thrivehealth.com and I'll put the link in the show notes. And if you put in Waste Away, you'll get 15% off. And like she said, the probiotic um, is kind of step one. And if you're stressed, then go ahead and add that Just Calm. And we are so grateful for all of your wisdom and all the knowledge that you've shared with us today. And you guys stay tuned. We've got another episode coming up in just a few. Bye-bye for now. Hey guys, thanks for listening to today's podcast. If you enjoy the podcast, it would mean the world to us for you to leave a review on iTunes to get this podcast out to others that may have the same questions that you do. And as always, if you have a question that you want answered, email those to questions at chantelrayway.com. Thanks again, and we'll see you next time.